Welcome to your business education station. This is Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Our mission is to educate women and people of color about the financial and legal aspects of business, personal finance, and changing your money mindset to create financial freedom. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Florence Seiler, CPA, and Attorney Althea DeVar Johnson. Good morning. Good morning. My Mind Your Business radio listeners, and it is a great morning. Um, this is Althea DeVar Johnson. Um, unfortunately, this morning, my partner, Dr. Flo, is out. Uh, we send condolences to her and her family on the loss of her cousin. So, Dr. Flo, we are thinking about you. We love you. And Godspeed. So, I will be handling the program this morning along with the ladies uh, of the Atlanta View. And we are on late location at Buttersweet Bakery. Woo-hoo! What a wonderful location. And we're going to start off by first interviewing the ladies of the view. Starting with Jackie. Miss Jackie. Hi, everyone. I'm Jacqueline Charles. I have an organization and a nonprofit called Women Are Worthy. I also have a radio show. Hi. How are you doing? Hey. How are you doing? <laughs> morning. All right. Miss Ms., uh, um, Kathy. Good morning, everyone. This is Kathy Jordan, owner of K. Jordan Company, LLC, a global marketing and management company. So whatever you need to manage, whether it's a personal or business, I specialize in managing your events. Yes! Good morning. I am Alexis Nicole, author, entrepreneur, and inspirational speaker, owner of an executive solution concierge. Yeah. I'm so glad each one of you here. Some of our members are not here. They had other engagement, but again, we are thinking about you and we're going to have a great show here this morning. Uh, we are again on location at Buttersweet Bakery. Uh, I was telling Ms. Charlita uh, Barnum, who is the owner, that I have a personal testimony. Isn't that right, Ms. Charlita? That's right. We have a personal <laughs> testimony and this show this morning is going to be about what is the mindset that it takes to stay in business, and especially for African-American women. But as a short introduction, Charlita is the owner and pastry chef of the infamous local Hakeville Bakery here in Atlanta, Georgia. Woo! Yes! Yes! Mother Sweet Bakery and Charlita Cakes. It's an entity of Buttersweet Bakery and an elegant line of customized weddings and specialty cakes. You know, Charlita, she began baking at the age of eight. Her childhood easy bake oven ignited her interest in cooking. I had one of those too. Yeah, <laughs> light bulb, light bulb. <laughs> what started in childhood as a playtime diversion is now paying off professionally for pastry chef Charlita. Buttersweet creates sweets for corporations and individuals, and I am delighted and happy to have you here, Charlita. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here, I'm, and I welcome all the ladies. Great, great. great. And uh, it's so nice to have uh, to see other women, especially women of color, doing their thing, doing what makes them happy, and um, and serving mm-hmm. our community. Thank you. It's and wonderful. You know, it's a lot of work, and Charlene, we want to kind of be here because we are trying to spotlight all of our. Black businesses, and I, I've known you for a little while because you've been a client of mine. Is that correct? Yes, I, uh, I, I, I was your client and had a, even though the circumstances were not pleasant for me, uh, but uh, your service was invaluable. Thank you. And uh, I, I recommend that everyone make sure that they uh, seek out uh, an estate attorney. To handle their affairs because uh, it's not it's not uh, a pleasant thing when you're behind the eight ball. There you right. go. There you go. Well, when I heard you guys were doing this, I was kind of salty because <laughs> I was on this thing called eating right. 
But honey, when I saw what you had, and for for all of those that are out there, you have to come out to you have to come out and, and and see her food and taste her food because my husband's birthday is tomorrow. Oh, okay. Thinking about it, I'm like, wait a minute, Divine, this is wonderful. So we can talk after the show. Okay. So for all of you out there, you guys have to come on out and support her. Yes, and, and it's a beautiful location. I love the avalanche and and the feel of it. And again, I can testify that. The- <laughs> <laughs> I've been testifying already. Very good. So Charlene, tell us what is it. Being in business, how long you been in business? And what happened? Some of your challenges, and, and this challenge being that we are on live location, okay? Right, and, and that's that's uh, one of the uh, things about Hateville that people enjoy, and that's the train. So we yeah. have our daily train come through. <laughs> but uh, we've been uh, in Butters, we've been in business for 10 years now at this location, and um, it started with uh, me being a uh, uh, pastry chef at the corporate locations and little smaller bakeries, and I decided that I'd like to uh, strike out on my own and do something. So we found this location in Hakeville. Uh, the city was very open to us opening a retail bakery because they were in the process of uh, revitalizing the main street of of Hateville. So it's been great here for 10 years. Did Hateville kind of help you out with this um, business venture or did it just was saying that we just welcome you here without any resources or assistance along the way? No, they were on um, the uh, Development Authority was um, an economic development authority uh, for the city of Hateville was very helpful. We uh, received uh, rent incentives, uh, when we had our grand opening, um, the citizens came out, the mayor came out, we did a ribbon cutting, and it's just been a welcoming environment since we've been here. Well, great, great, great. And that's, that's awesome. So one of the things that we were going to talk about, and I want everybody to kind of join in, um, Charlene said she's been here for about 10 years. Right. And of course, we all know that it's not easy. So what's the mindset it takes to stay in business, to go for the long haul, to develop uh, a relationship so that you can stay in business? What's that, what, is, what is that mindset all about? Well, for me, it's been uh, a mindset of, of sharing and giving because I have a lot of uh, people come in and they say, oh, I want to open up a business. I want to uh, have a bakery. And that's great. But for me, it has been if you are not a person who wants to, who, 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 who can share and give, then you, I don't think you'll be successful. I have a question to ask. You're a female entrepreneur, and you see that we have—we're all fabulous here. How important is it to you that women need to work together and share with you with each other? Very, very important because um, you know I found that if I did not have the support of other women in the business, women and men, but particularly women in the business, then it would have made it harder for me because I don't, I'm not, when I opened my business, I, it wasn't, I didn't say that I was the best baker in the world and I had the, uh, you know, the, 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 you know, I, that no one else could bake a cake better than I, but I had the mindset that I wanted to share whatever I knew with you know, all of the talent that I have with someone older, someone younger. So I think it's very important that we work together and create this whole synergy thing because you, you're not, you know, you're not out there by yourself. Right. You know, and you, sometimes we feel that we're by right. ourselves. Yeah. So, what advice would you give someone who's thinking at home? Their grandparents passed down recipes, oh. and you know what? I think I can do this, but they're afraid. They're working that nine to five, mm-hmm. and they're afraid to take that leap. So what could you, since you're successful doing what you're doing, what what advice would you give that person? Well, if I, first and foremost, I think you should really do your 
your homework as far as business, the business side of it. I mean, you you need to do your marketing research. You need to uh, make sure that you have all your financial uh, information together, your taxes and and, uh, relationships with your bank or any other financial provider because that is a major thing. That's major. It is a a major thing. And it's one that I think a lot of us or some of us mm-hmm. business owners, we just jump into mm-hmm. without doing the, the marketing. Mm-hmm. I suspect that, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, that part of your marketing strategy was probably giving out samples of some of your wonderful baked goods. Because <laughs> yeah. sometimes, you know, we can give our samples to our family and friends and they'll say how wonderful it tastes. Right. But I think we need more of an objective um, uh Review right. of what it is that that, that we are doing. Mm-hmm. Right, you, you you always have to listen to the customer, you know. And we when we roll out new products here, sometimes at the bakery, then we'll you know have them as samples first, and we'll ask our customers, you know, did you like this? Uh, would you buy this? So it's always good to get that feedback from your customer, yes, because they're the ones that are going to support you and buy the product. Right. So, I mean, Miss Kathy, Miss Cole, I'm thinking here because I'm a first-time customer today, but it's only the first time <laughs> because I'm going to be a returning, a repeat customer because, number one, I definitely love your presentation, and even more than that, I'm loving that red velvet cookie. <laughs> and so for those who are listening, too, because... With the broadcast, they reach so many people, right. reach so many people across the airways. Do you ship? We don't ship our cupcakes because they're uh, fragile, yes. but we do ship our cookies and our bars and any kind of dry cake that we have, maybe like a, a pound cake that doesn't have any ice in it. Okay. And I have shipped fondant-covered cake before, one tier, uh, but everything has to be uh, priority shipping. Right, yeah. because of the freshness right. and quality. Right. With customer service decreasing in this economy, mm-hmm. you know, because people are just so busy focused on the business that they forget about customer service, what sets you apart from the other bakeries that are out there? Well, that's what I tell my ladies uh, who work here every day. That makes the difference. That's the difference between us and anyone else is customer service. So when you come into Buttersweet Bakery, it's always welcome to Buttersweet Bakery. When you leave Buttersweet Bakery is have a Buttersweet Day. Thank you. And be sweet. Have a Buttersweet Bakery. Butter Sweet Day and be sweet. And thank you. We always thanking our customers because I know that I know the relationship between the customer and staying in business. Yes. Right. And they can go somewhere else where somewhere right. where right. they're getting what it is that they need. And customer service is one of the things that most um, um, consumers want. They right. want good customer service. Right. For me to stand up there and not uh, uh, get customer service is a, is a bother. But I'm getting that look from Miss Leah. And she says, let's take a break, and we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. This is Mind Your Business Radio. You're listening to Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Dr. Florence Seiler and Althea DeBar-Johnson. Alright, well we are back. And we are here at Mother Sweet Bakery. And my business radio guest is the lady from the Atlanta View and um, Ms. Charlita Varner, who is the owner and chef, chef, pastry chef of Mother Sweet Bakery. Um, for you <laughs> Yay, yeah. For you folks who may want to call in, our listeners, you can call in at 1-800-888-GO-4-IT. That's one 888 Now, y'all know I have to have some help here. 
<laughs> and it's all right. It is all right. I'm getting right. a sugar rush from being in there. <laughs> oh, never. But I think Alexis had a question yes. for you, uh, uh, Charlene. Yes. I was wondering if in the event that you decide to introduce a new product into your bakery and the customer feedback is not as great as you would have perceived for it to be, would you still or go with the launch of the product or how would you go about making sure that it meets your customers' expectations? Well, I would not launch the product as is, as you know, and I would respect their feedback. And if I were very passionate about trying to put this product out there, then I would go back and maybe do some, uh, some tweaking of the recipe let them try it again, get feedback as far as what you like about it and what you don't like about it, and then go from there. Okay. Yeah. And Shalita, what has happened since the last time I've been here at, at, at your cafe is that you have introduced another, another uh, business here, and it's about teas, the Sweet Tea Factory, is that correct? Right, that is correct. Uh, it is uh, the Sweet Tea Factory, and the owner of that Sweet Tea Factory is uh, my good friend, Ms. Vernell Mosley. Hi. 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 Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. So glad to be here. So glad this has been long coming, the relationship Charlita and I have. And we've been talking about putting the tea bar here and collaborating and doing so many things and creating an experience. Because that's a thing now that people, when they are shopping, they want the whole experience. So we thought that adding, you know, such a healthy alternative to beverages. And um, in Sweet Tea Factory, we do all types of infusions. We do uh, tea lattes, tea cocos, tea popsicles, tea slushies. Wow, um, Wow, that's different. Tea sorbets. And Charlita and I are going to collaborate and start doing. (laughs) Yeah, tea parties, absolutely. And start doing um, tea infused more tea-infused type pastries and desserts like teaspoons and whatever we can creatively come up with. Sure. That's sure. Wonderful. That's I want a tea cake right I'm now. A, I'm a tea person, and from New York, we normally would have tea parties and wear the gloves and the scones and everything, and I have not really found, I found places in Atlanta, but it wasn't the experience that I'm used to. But walking in here and listening to you, because I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys. You guys talking about the cake and red velvet, and you're talking about the tea scones and tea infused. My mouth is drooling. <laughs> When you first walk in, you have the buttersweet bakery and you have like little cupcakes. This is this place is going to be jumping in. If, I don't care where I live, I'm going to be telling people about you guys because oh, I'm not a coffee drinker. I'm a tea person. I don't do coffee. And the cake, I'll just have to work extra, work that <laughs> off in the gym. <laughs> so you guys are doing a phenomenal thing. But honey, that tea stuff, oh, Lord, everyone. <laughs> I think that's why this shop is going to do, uh, and has been doing pretty well because of that uh, infusion. Yeah. But getting back to you, what I really want to kind of bring home to the listeners is that um, according to the National Women's Business Council, a 2015 annual report, the rate of growth for women-owned employer firms is three times that of men-owned employer firms. And the rate of growth for total women-owned businesses is almost four times the rate of men-owned businesses. So ladies, we're doing a lot here. In fact, Black women and Latinos saw a huge, huge jump in growth in number of businesses. Women are launching businesses that create value and solve problems at an increasing rate. It is women who are innovating and producing products and services that add value and fill the gap in the market. Local entrepreneurship economic systems are vibrant and and flourishing and women are savvy investors. But this is the very thing I want to really say. Black women business owners have seen a sharp rise in recent years, which has been confirmed by the latest survey of business owner data. 
So we have a lot to be proud of. Right. We have yeah. a, a lot to be proud of. We are the number one um, entrepreneurs when it comes to creating businesses for ourselves, our families, and our, our community. Right. And so we, we have a, a, a lot, again, I like that because before we were the largest consumers in the hair industry and all that kind of stuff. So it's great to see now that the flip, that the switch has flipped. And not only we're consumers, we're now responsible for the economic growth in our household and for other people. And we're supporting other people as well. So, and that's the the thing that I love about this show. We're going out and we're showcasing or spotlighting black businesses. Because we want to make sure that they get heard because this is a platform where voices are not necessarily heard and right. you're getting on to other viewers and other listeners. So great job to you and Dr. Flo. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I think that we need to kind of bust that myth that it's just the men who are creating businesses and it's other people who are creating businesses where in actuality it's like women who are getting into business at a more uh, uh, increased rate than any, anyone else. And we all realize that small businesses is the economic engine yes. for the community. Yes. Okay? Right. We are hiring people that may not necessarily get hired. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah, right. We are sustaining the, the economy. And I think that, again, by having this particular radio show, we want to uh, point that out, and we want to encourage everybody to to participate and to support right. Yes. Right. our black business. So I was just spanked a few minutes ago, please, that I want to thank the ladies of The View, Doctor, you know, and the ladies of The View for having this platform. Yes. 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 So with that being said, with um, the growth of black-owned businesses, how do you elect the people that you hire to help run your business if you hire anyone else to help run your business? Like, what would their, their qualifications be? Well, most of the uh, ladies uh, that have worked at the bakery have been students from uh, culinary schools. And we... Uh, we are involved with the culinary with the uh, Atlanta Technical Unif- uh, College that's yeah. around the corner from us. So we have a partnership with them where they send over their interns and 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 we um, have them in as interns, unpaid in- interns for about six weeks. And then after that, if they are qualified, then we will offer them a position. Okay, that's awesome. But do you realize how important that is to have somebody to who is willing to bring in students right. to learn and to to know what it takes to operate and run a business, what it takes for customer service, and then they can take that knowledge and go somewhere else. Because again, I do hire or have interns in my in my practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was going to law school or before I went to law school, I didn't have that experience, but I wish I did. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. But my parents didn't um, grow up as lawyers or doctors or, or professionals. Or, or you the intern and just go get coffee and don't learn anything. And right. right. You know what I'm saying? So, so, you know, it's very, it's very, very important that you get the experience because you never know who you're giving birth to, the next entrepreneur with the next right. bakery. And your legacy lives on because they can say, I learned from working at Buttersweet Bakery in Hayville. Right. So even when Buttersweet Bakery is no longer here, the legacy of Buttersweet Bakery continues. Oh, on. And it has because you look at a majority of the, the, the entrepreneurs out there who are successful, like the Diddy's, they were interns. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have to just think about, think beyond, well, I'm not getting paid. Think mm-hmm. the experience is paid enough. Right, think right, exactly. And, and, and again, and I can only go by, you know, what I, I know, sometimes interning or working at a large law firm is not the best approach if you're trying to get some practical experience. Right. Going to a mid-sized small law firm uh, can be much more valuable experience because you are going to have some hands-on 
Um, and if um, you messed up, we know you did it. And that's learning lesson. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. yeah. Right. When you're with the bigger firms, right. you're lost in that right. role. You, know, you so. get to actually get professional development and hands-on experience, and you have to mess up to get that. Right. Because right. everything right. that they teach you in school is not textbook knowledge. Oh, you know, right. Right. So right. you have to get the practical experience in, and you have to burn some cookies to learn. You know, and, <laughs> and that's right. That's right. What temperature to set the right. 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 And sometimes, too, it's based on the person because sometimes school knowledge doesn't help. It's because you see right. some people who the experience, the hands-on experience are sometimes better for some people than the textbook experience. Right, because I found that uh, when the students come here, like you said, they have uh, book knowledge, you know, the, the technical knowledge maybe, but they they really need and they yearn for that practical application mm-hmm. and being in a real environment where deadlines need to be met uh, it's, it's different from having a project at school when you can take all day to do it right and and personal service uh, when you're in a personal service type uh, industry it's a little different because you can get your feeling hurt sometimes right yes yeah, you can yes. get your feelings hurt sometimes. Right. But one of the, the, the stories I used to tell is that even after law school, I couldn't even find my way to the courthouse. Right. So, <laughs> it's that practical experience that is so invaluable. Right. It is so invaluable. So I, I salute us as, as black women owners because we are really doing our thing here. We are really doing our thing. But one of the other things I want to talk about, um, and I know we don't have, we have a break coming up soon, is what do you see as challenges and opportunities specific to black entrepreneurs? Um, what do we have and what's so unique about us that um, keep us in business and keep our customers coming back? But again, let, me, let us take a break. Um, this is Mind Your Business Radio, and we'll be right back. And now back to Dr. Florence Seiler and Althea DeBar Johnson for more of Mind Your Business Radio on Talk Zone. Some of our ladies are over here indulging in some of the great uh, bakery products, and I don't blame them. Because, so but I'm gonna wait till I get off air and to, to do such. Yeah. But one of the one of the questions I I, I uh, asked was what what do you see as challenges and opportunities specifically to Black women entrepreneurs? We one of the things I think may be the missing link is that of funding, and specifically yes. venture, uh, venture capital. Because our funding usually comes from personal or family savings, business loans from banks, personal or business credit cards. <laughs> and crowdfunding, because you know every company still does some type of fundraising, but, but because we don't have the... the um, profile yet. You know, we can still optimize from crowdfunding, which is the new thing that people seem to go to. But even companies like McDonald's do crowdfunding, but I know that funding funding for black businesses, period, is very challenging because as an entrepreneur, your credit often suffers because you're not on a secure pay cycle, so you have to play catch up, miss this, miss that. So, how do you think that your funding situation has really, really helped you get the start that you need to allow you to have the marketing and to allow you to get the brand that you're looking for? Well, finances has been a challenge for the bakery, and uh, like we said earlier, the um, we started the bakery on personal funds, mm-hmm. uh, and um, it has um, it has been a challenge. And sometimes we, you know, we're lagging behind in, in some of the things that we we need to do, but uh, we always seem to, you know, kind of get through to the, you know, to the next month. But finances has always been a challenge, and so that's why I urge. Uh, entrepreneurs who are starting out to make sure that you have enough capital to sustain yourself for at least a year. Mm-hmm. At least a year. Mm-hmm. I have a question for that. Since we're talking about funding, 
not only is funding important, marketing is important. And right. the reason I brought marketing is, have you reached out? Because my mindset is, you're, you own a phenomenal bakery here. Anything that's going on in the police department, you need to be the point of contact. Anything that's going on in the city, the community centers, the churches, mm-hmm. even outside of Heatville, you should be that point of contact. So have you established relationships with the police department, the fire department, the mayor, the council people, because then they have their own things, because I know that's what I'm trying to do in my community. So are you doing that as well? Well, we have established relationships with uh, the schools around uh, that are surrounding the bakery. Uh, we have a established relationship with our city government, uh, but there still there's a, a lot of opportunity that we are, you know, we, we, that we need to, yeah, that we've missed or we need to uh, invest in. So do you have a marketing person who's who's kind of helping you to make sure? Because, you know, sometimes you, you go on Facebook and all these things and this is happening. And if you're not on top of it, you're like, doggone it, we just right. missed it. So do you have someone helping No, you we don't have anyone helping us do that. My husband does uh, some of the Facebook, social media activity. But that is a very important aspect of the business, having someone who's dedicated to marketing your product. Yeah, and I think some of that has to do with the with the the expense that's involved in marketing. Exactly. So you have to kind of somehow link the expense and getting funding for the marketing so that you can can expand and you can can really grow your grow your business, but that's a that's a tough thing to do sometimes. It's a tough yes. thing, but you can also it's a tough thing, but also we were all talking about interns, and this is an opportunity to, to reach out to into the schools who have kids who are majoring in marketing to possibly think if they can come out and help you and get rated for that. That's right. Yes, well. we have thought about that. We just haven't pursued that that avenue, but that is a great uh, that would be a great opportunity. Yeah. And and speaking of marketing, marketing is so crucial. It's Marketing is not an option, really, because yes, marketing right. is directly tied to sales. Mm-hmm. So if you're not selling, you're not making money, and you, it's hard to remain in business. So with the marketing, too, just as some advice or just to encourage you is that don't let the budget or not having the, the right amount of funding for mm-hmm. marketing, because there's alternative ways, especially in today's age with the Internet. Mm-hmm. It is so powerful. You can do other alternative marketing. For instance, you have a beautiful storefront front here. There's a big sidewalk. I don't care if somebody has to stand out there and give out samples as people walk by right. to bring them in or walk down to the, the corner there mm-hmm. and to direct them here. But just different, sometimes you have to look at it as how can I take a, an ordinary situation and make it the thing right. about marketing is that it's always evolving mm-hmm. and so you have to as an entrepreneur it doesn't matter what type of business you're operating you have to stay on top of the current trends right. in marketing and it's an ongoing educational process for each and every one of us because we all take social media and think that that's the easy solution to marketing right. and it's not you know mm-hmm. social media is always evolving uh, algorithms are always changing so that if affects the quality of your marketing. So it's like for an entrepreneur, we all know you're solo in action. So if you're not marketing your business, who's going to market it for you? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, when you have finances as an issue, it, it kind of contaminates your ability to secure the right people that's going to advocate for you. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, it's not like marketing is... It's, a, it's very important. It's a 24-hour job. You know, you have to think about hustling all day, every day, representing yourself, representing your brand, and making sure that you have an awareness to what it is that you're doing. Mm-hmm. But it's still an ongoing challenge for all of us because unless you have a marketing degree or a, a master's or some type of formal education in marketing, you never know exactly what is it to do because everybody's got something they want to be heard about. Right. That's true, but you also, what I find in marketing, 
they may have a master's degree and you know we don't I, you know mm-hmm. in marketing and I hear what you're saying but for me marketing you always have to think outside of the box mm-hmm. don't do what someone else is doing try to figure out how you can make it your own because I think when you make it your own you're unique and people will come draw to you because look at McDonald's look at Burger King they all market differently McDonald's had the hamburger thing or something at one point right. and Burger King did something different so I think as you said and, and, and Kathy mentioned mm-hmm. marketing is so important I think in business I think that's 75% of your budget and yes. I'm underestimating that you have to figure out a way of marketing because as you said if you don't have any sales and that's tied directly into marketing mm-hmm. so you got to figure out a way economically because we're our own people right. you know so but statistically from a marketing standpoint, they say it takes 16 times. Now with everything being so advanced, yeah. mm-hmm. it takes more. That's why I say marketing is a full-time job. Mm-hmm. It's a full-time hustle because it takes 16 times for a person to see your logo or your brand to even recognize it. And, it, and 90% of the time, they're not going to buy into you. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's why I'm saying, like, in terms of the degrees, it mm-hmm. teaches you how to think creatively and analytically. How do you reach the people? Because everybody wants to be heard. Right. You know, if I'm saying, look at me, look at me, and we all saying this, everybody just growing down their timeline here she go again you know so so you have to think strategically about it and that's the that's what makes it difficult so I think marketing is always a challenge for an entrepreneur because you're worried about running your business attracting the business making sure you got the finances making sure you made the payroll did you pay the bills for the business you know you know all of the different things that you have to have so I mean it's definitely a work in progress for all of us who own business so I think we have more than just ourselves we have other stakeholders that you can be involved in helping us to market and help helping us to grow. Now, I'm kind of old school, so I don't know a whole lot about the social media, and maybe that's why I need some young people, younger people in my office to kind of help me do the social media part, but I'm kind of old school, whereas word of mouth mm-hmm. it goes a long way. Good. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, help increase my, you know, my business practice yes. because it's one client telling another client who has told another client what type of service that I provided, and you know, or what you didn't provide. Oh, <laughs> but I, I try to provide, <laughs> right? And and again, I think also being out in the community, being out in the public. You see me in court. I do seminars. I come to certain events. I, I'm maybe a little bit shy about saying who I am. I, I'm trying to get more out of, mm-hmm. out of that because I don't want to be bombarded with a, a lot of questions. I think that that's one of the of the uh, reasons why I don't. But I think doing it, you have to have a balancing act. You got to do some of the old school the old, word of mouth, mm-hmm. and then you have to do some of the social media. And I think that the new marketing strategy is something that is my challenge. You have to do that, but also now everything is so in your face and everyone has yep. ADD syndrome as I That's call it. Good. I may meet you and like you and then I meet someone else and they have a bakery and I go to them because everything as you said, it takes a lot, yeah. but people are so attention deficit right now that you're like, okay, that's why everything, you just have to be careful what you're doing, because I may meet you, you're an attorney, and I like you, I may meet another attorney, and then all of a sudden, what I liked about you, I like about them, and I forgot about you. Right. So, it's just, I it's the, it's, the, it's the follow-up, it's the whole process, and like, you, that's what I mean by like consistently educating yourself about how to present yourself, because they tell you to stand out, but how do you stand out when everybody's doing something different to stand out? That's why now we have the little sign people spinning the signs about your taxes yes. because that's something different. But then some cities say, well, that's too distracting, so get off the corner. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like even when you try to think outside the box, people penalize you for doing something that's different and fresh and innovative. But then at the same time, if you being penalized, you have no choice but to conform to what everybody else is doing. And now you're not standing out to get the results that you want. So that's why people get penalized. Get penalized for something you want to do right. and just see what works. Right. Right. I think that I think that's a good that's a good idea mm-hmm. because what seems to stand out is the most outrageous thing yes. in, in, in the world. And I'm not going to do outrageous. Right. So. <laughs> so at the end of the day, still, even if marketing isn't your thing, I still think that we still have to educate ourselves on how to really get into the Mindset. money that's out there that the government has mm-hmm. that really supports the business. So that we can hire other people, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I still want to make sure we 
Definitely do that as well. But we need to share because when you find something that the government is giving, right? Share it. Association. They're doing a lot of things for black women, especially in the city of Atlanta. I know this is Hateville, Mm -hmm. but look into your small business association that's here in Hateville Mm -hmm. because I know they give free seminars. They teach you how to get money and how to market. It's time for someone when you're running a business because it's during normal business hours. But if you have someone that you can send there as a representative, definitely see because they are definitely pouring into the whole black business movement. But they just don't want black now. Right. You would think that with black women having entrepreneurs having a sixty-seven point five percent growth in business, that we should have these venture capitalists running at our door. They not. And and they're just just not. They're not not. because we're not together. I think if we were all together, I think they would. It comes a lot. Uh, venture capitalism goes into a whole different ball game of what their requirements are and what they're looking for. And sometimes the investment that they're giving you is greater than what they're even giving you. So sometimes you have to give up a whole lot. Like if you ever watch Shark Tank, yeah. you got to give yeah, up a whole exactly. lot just for that little bit of help that you're getting, and you still got to run a business. So, well, ladies, you know, as always, we're running out of time, but I want to make sure that again, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. This is a great location. What's the address? Oh, we just on a break. Yeah, that's what I thought when you said that. I said, Oh, I thought we were in the show. See? I need you. Come back. Please come back. I know, we got a sugar high going on. I'm telling you. But we'll be right back. Welcome back to Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Dr. Florence Seiler and Althea DeBar-Johnson. Well, we're back, and as usual, usual as during the break, we're having great conversations, yes. as usual. But again, um, we are here at Buttersweet Bakery, located in Hateville. I'm here with the ladies of the people. And you, along with Buttersweet Bakery, we have a tea bar. And Sweet Tea Factory. Sweet Tea Factory. Wow. Tea therapy. So, we're drinking, having tea. Uh, Kathy is over there still indulging in her uh, uh, red ballot. Cupcake. I got itis for my brownie. <laughs> but one of the, the, the questions that I have for Charlita is do you have still have your easy baker oven? <laughs> you know, I don't, and I dream about it very often. But I have the newfangled easy bake oven. My daughter has one, so we, we value that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I remember the easy bake oven because, again, like I said, I had one, and, and that's how I got started. I ain't never baked nothing. It's I mean, we don't have to have one here. I did have to eat the back oven. Yes. Oh, okay. And you put the light bulb in it, you yeah. put your food. And you I, I baked in it, but I never fully potentialized my ability. <laughs> oh. I would eat the product before it was complete. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. Yeah. In the batter and yeah. All. I have a general announcement. All right. Yes. Praise Jesus. <laughs> I am drinking the South African Royvis green tea and it's caffeine free and I'm a tea drinker guys okay so I know my teas okay this is good I'm not saying because you're sitting here thank god it is because if it was (laughs) it's okay I struggle with it I love it so thank you so ladies how do we as stakeholders support one one another other than I I realize the marketing pieces is, is great, okay? And that is important that we have to do. But are there any other ways that we can support each other? Yes. Actually, our partnership is like a support of each other. Mm-hmm. I'm a small business owner. She's a small business owner. She has a storefront. I didn't. So she's helping me get the word out right. and, and 
make my presence and have my brand known to her customers. Mm-hmm. So that's one way to support one another. And I, in turn, uh, am also helping with the collaboration, offering something that's different and unique to the customers that are coming in. Um, of course, we listen to the customers and we want to provide what they're looking for, but we also want to give them an experience that maybe they haven't Absolutely. had before. And we want to create like a hot spot, a buzz, you know, something of interest to keep people coming and to have them interested. And I think our partnership together, you know, does that. I'm more of a marketing kind of right. graphic, visual um, person and uh I can offer my skills, you know, as part of the collaboration to help both of us. So, And you just mentioned something, and I'll say something on The View, what has happened, Ladies of The View, where I'm, I'm a business owner, I have my company, you know, do the motivational speaking and all that. There was something missing from my website, and I contacted Miss Kathy. And she basically analyzed my website and says, hey, Jackie, how are you capturing everyone's email addresses? You know, this mm-hmm. is what you need to do. So it's, it's, I think it's perfectly within its right when you have a company to have someone that you know to analyze because there's maybe something that you're missing. And if they're willing to assist, because Kathy did it, you know, just out of the kindness of her heart. But now I want to say kindness of our heart. She wants to see me to be She wants me right. to be successful. Sure, right. So we need to do that. Just like how we're loving on you, giving you some advice that they didn't hear, you know, because we weren't on the air. Things that you, that we think that we need you to do. Because another thing that I mentioned, when you mentioned Hotspot, this would be a great place, like if you had like a little book nook where people can come in and be like a little Matter Starbucks. Fact, yes. Like a little Starbucks. Yes, and then yeah. you can also, because I'm tapping into the black authors, you can mm-hmm. post like book reviews right. and things right. like right. that. Awesome. And I can do it, because yeah. I actually have a book out and I'm on tour right now with someone. Oh, very good. So we, we can come here and do a book signing. See, you jump start. I didn't even think about that. That was a spoken word. So even suggestions from advice we were able to we are able to help one another now I don't know what y'all want me to do here but I will be supportive in any way that I another way that you could jumpstart your email list because email lists are very important in marketing that's the new thing. Everybody wants this significant email list. But another thing you can do is have an email list here that you can email out coupons if you don't do that already. Right. And do like a point reward system. So when they come in, the more frequently they come, they get the email. And then maybe once a week, just send out an email. Hey, if you use this coupon before 5 or after 5, you get 50 cent off right. or something like that. And that generates the consistent foot traffic coming in here too. Because now they feel like they're getting something from you. Or like when you go to those ice cream things, like mm-hmm. you were talking about, like the um, yogurt places, they have right. like the iPad, you put in your email yep. address, and then each time they come, it'll calculate for yeah. them. Yeah. Or so phone number. Just in case you don't want to do the, the paper, right. but that's another way to do it. Right. Customer yeah. loyalty. Yeah. Right. But the main thing is, with your customers, you have to look at it like it's a, you're having a conversation. Mm-hmm. And you have to look at ways to keep the conversation going mm-hmm. to where it's not like a one-night stand. Like they come here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right, it's not supposed to be one way. You build a relationship. It's not supposed to be one way. When they come in and make a purchase, I mean, you don't want that to be it until you know two or three months later right. they come back right. again. You want to keep the conversation going. How and you have doing? Hey, you had my nice brownie. And and you know, listening to you guys, all of the things that you've said, I've thought about some of the ideas. A lot of the ideas, and I think that's one of the challenges that I know is one of the challenges I've had as an entrepreneur is being in the role of the employee rather than being in the role of the business person. And that's where you have to change your mindset as an entrepreneur. You can't always be connected to your product as far as doing the product and doing the service you have to sometimes step back and be able to be the owner of the business. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we are constantly trying to sell, promote, encourage people. So we have to start 
trying to do the everyday operations all the time right. and promote. Um, we are here to to bring in the fish, right. bring in the, in the business, and hire those folks. And that's when the team eat. comes in. Right. That's yeah. when the team mm-hmm. comes in. Yeah. And that yes. support is important. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's one thing that we have been talking about. Working in your business makes it so hard to work on work on your business. Right. So we uh, are looking toward doing more working on the business and being more visionary about where we want the collaboration and businesses to go together. Mm-hmm. And, and I enjoyed this talk because, again, people think that it just only happened to us. We are the only uh, business owners that have these issues, have these problems, right. have these concerns. But a lot, there's a lot of people who have the same similar mm-hmm. uh, issues, concerns, problems, challenges um, that once we start talking to one another, right. sharing information and suggestions, right. We see we're not alone. We just need to do something different. We need to change our mindset, and we just need to be about the business mm-hmm. of doing what needs we need to do to make our business grow and, and, and successful. And so I think this this type of conversation is very important, and I'm hoping that the listeners are, are really enjoying this and really getting some valuable information. Because you got from some it. wealthy people sitting around here you spilling knowledge. So right. get you some. Okay. <laughs> Take you some. <laughs> But we we're here at Buttersweet Bakery, six twenty five North Central Avenue, Hapeville, Georgia. What's your telephone number? Um, the, our telephone number is four zero four seven six seven nine eight eight four. Hours of operation are Tuesday through Saturday, ten a.m. to five p.m. Tuesday through Friday, Saturday ten to three. And you can always call us. We're not here open on Mondays for retail, but we're here for pickup and um, special orders. So if you need something on Monday, we'll be glad to accommodate you. And just go to oh. our website as well at www.buttersweet.com. Buttersweetbakery.com. And we also uh, we have the tea, the sweet tea factory here in the bakery, and that's uh, sweet tea factory www.sweetteafactory.com. The owner is Vernell Mosley. Come in for a hot cup of tea, a tea sickle, come on down, uh, come on tea, down, tea lattes, and with Jackie's help, tea parties. Yeah. 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 Well, Alexa says she's going to celebrate her birthday the entire month of, of March. March. So, March. So, 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 like, if you just see a big mob of people coming, you know what's going on. But I think that, that I want to thank each one of you for being here uh, today here at Butter Sweet Yes. Um, Dr. Flo, again, we, we do miss you. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> she did well, Dr. Flo. She did. Well, well thank you. Thank you. I, I messed up maybe one or two times, but thanks uh, <laughs> to Miss Leah. She kept me on, on task here. But I appreciate, uh, again, uh, Charlene. Uh, and most of you having us here at your location. And I, it was a pleasure to meet the ladies from the View, View yes. Atlanta. Yes. Now listen, yes. when, we, yes. when we come in the mob, don't be rejecting us now. We're oh, coming. Oh. You are always welcome at Buttersweet Bakery. <laughs> and we're looking forward to next week's show because we'll have attorney uh, Aisley Smith back on the air. And we'll be talking about, I guess, taxes, which is his favorite subject. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) But again, I'm I'm glad you've been here for our Mind Your Business Radio. It is your business. Your family. Your life.